everybody welcome back to we are the batman i'm mike and this is matthew okay so it's gonna be a catch-up episode because uh, it's luck would have it i went on a work trip to atlanta for a week and everything happened every everything. every everything happened everything. Um, we had a new blue beetle trailer we had casting announcements for superman uh, legacy some other stuff has come out that we're gonna we're gonna dive into so today today is a catch-up day uh breaking down a lot of news we said on Twitter we would comment on on this casting this week, and then more casting came out. And so we said on Twitter again, "Give us a week." Uh, Mike's in Atlanta, so a uh, lot lot to get into. Some of it great, some of it less than great. Uh, before we before we get into all that, Matt, how you doing? Let's just roll into news. Okay. <laughs> all right. um, yeah. So I mean, to start things off. And you've got the list in front of you. I think we're gonna we're gonna cover the SAG stuff first to kind of get that out of the way and 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 do the business. Uh, why don't you why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about what we're dealing with here with the SAG strike? So as we've talked about several times on this episode on the show, as you probably unless you live under rock know the the WGA the Writers Guild has been on strike for I believe two or three months now. If if around that time frame, depending on when this episode comes out. And when that really started happening and realizing there wasn't going to be any traction, the SAG, Screen Actors Guild, decided they would strike as well because they have a lot of the same concerns. Being paid for streaming, AI is part of this thing. There's a lot of different levels that have um, <clears throat> that, that this strike is about. And, you know, it, it, I don't want to say it boils down to money, but it definitely boils down to pay and fairness and pay. And that a number of people that are part of SAG can't even afford to live, let alone uh, be part of, you know, giving up their rights as far as AI is concerned. Now, I think the AI thing is a little bit much, but ultimately my issue right now is this. Look, your writers go on strike. Yeah, technically you can't do any new movies, but it doesn't kill a lot of what things are going on as yeah. far as making a movie, press. Blah blah blah, yaggedy schmackedy. You can still you can still make a movie. You just have to make a movie with the script as is. You can't correct. That's what a lot of we're talking about with Deadpool three was because when you ad lib on set, whatever you decide to go with has to be written into what is essentially the final version of the script so that it can be submitted. Yes. Which is why with Deadpool 3, they were saying uh, Ryan Reynolds wouldn't be able to do like his million and one joke takes because if they, <laughs> went, because if they went with any of those, it'd have to be written into the script. And because of the writer's strike, they can't. Sure. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, you're right. But yeah. did they? who knows? But all that to say, I knew the, right, the, the Screen Actors Guild was really, really thinking about doing this pretty much instantaneously after the writer strike began. Yeah. But I thought once it happened that the studios would get their heads out of their butts and go, Oh, okay. Maybe we really need to do something at least negotiate, at least entertain what's happening instead. <laughs> Ooh, oh, big instead. Oh, oh, they, this is their, this is their super villain origin arc right now. Cause Wow. The, yeah. the the balls it took for these studios 
to make the kind of claims and demands they're making, I almost can't wrap my head around it. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I, I know some of the details. I don't want to go too far into it, but ultimately mm. the studios went, these people it's, are crying. What is their problem? Worth, it's worth a Google folks. It is yeah. worth a Google. Yeah. And just this, like essentially calling actors crybabies, doing nothing to try and reassure people. And it just kind of looks like studios are just about keeping as much money as they can for themselves and not making sure that these actors are taken care of. And we're not talking about Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Or... We're talking about everybody that's acting on screen. Yes. So whether it's whether it's a Tom Cruise or a Brad Pitt or a Jennifer Lawrence or your buddy Dave that works the deli that had a walk-on part in an episode of Community. Like, it's yeah. all of those. So, so, I mean, the thing of it is, is like, look, again, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, these big names, they're going to be okay. They can't make any more movies, yeah. but they, they're they fine as far as financially Leslie, concerned. Leslie Jones from SNL um, and Ghostbusters and all that, uh, I think it was on Twitter, put up a statement basically saying, like, she's lucky enough, she's in a position, the strike's not going to hurt her that much. She can, she's got enough money coming in to survive. Most actors don't. Correct. Like when you look at the sheer number of SAG actors out there, most of them don't. So, so, so here's here's what it is: is that a lot of actors make their money on what's called residuals. Yeah. And what that means is that, like, I was in a movie, and I that movie, like, um, give me give me a film from the early two thousands. Uh, let's say you were in Superbad. Okay, I was in Superbad. I'm one of the people at the party. I maybe have a line or two, even if it's like, hey, man, what are you doing? Now, every time that movie plays on television, I am sent a residual check. And depending on how high on the hierarchy of the cast I am, that residual check could be $10 a month, or it could be $2,000 a month, or $100,000 a month, or whatever. Or in the case of some people who have been posting their residuals online, 32 cents. Correct. There are actors who are getting cents, not even full dollars in residuals for, for work they've they've been a yes. part of. And what's happening now is this, is that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I was making $200, $300, $400 a month in residuals or... 4,000, because, you know, remember, a lot of these actors have been in, yeah, maybe it's 32 cents for this film, but I was in 30 films. Yeah. So now I'm getting this much. Well, now that you see cables disappearing, network television is done. All of these are now on streaming, and the streaming services are providing no data as to how much they're making, how many, what viewing hours mean. So now you can't pay for that. Yeah, You know, because, <clears throat> pardon me, what happened with network television is we are paying you because it's playing. And there's going to be there's going to be national and local commercial content playing alongside sure. of it. It's it's easily measurable through Nielsen ratings because uh, a lot of and, and this is some inside baseball that even you might not be privy to just because I work in television. Nielsen ratings are on their way out. Correct. Um, yeah, I don't a, count there's, it. there's a there's a massive overhaul coming with broadcast television. 
Uh, I, I won't go into all the details about it. It's been a long going project, but basically as more stations begin switching over to this new format, Nielsen ratings are going to go, are going to go away. Cause honestly, Nielsen ratings mean next to nothing anymore anyway. Yeah. So what's happening now is because you can't report how much money is being made by a thing or how things are being watched. These people are losing out on residual pay. Yeah. It's, it's what the rider strike was about 15 years ago. It's what it's about now. And unlike before, the studio's like, nah, we don't give a crap. We ain't helping you guys. We ain't negotiating. Yeah. And unlike before, the actors this time are like, no, 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 it's time. It's time. Because nobody wants to be... Um... Nobody wants to be a scab. Nobody wants to... Uh... Everyone's. We're at a point in time where people are tired of, when it comes to the entertainment industry, saying, ah, that's just the way it is. Because for, for yeah. decades, we've always just said, well, that's just how the entertainment industry is. And I think people are just kind of fed up at this point. They're tired of that excuse. Um, it's it's interesting to, to, because, you know, we were talking about this before we started, is there are certain, there are certain things that um, independent filmmakers can do to continue to produce films during a strike. They have to simply make them in such a way that it, basically that, that SAG will sign off on it saying it's okay to make this during the strike as long as you provide X, Y, and Z to our actors. And A24 has already had like 30-something films approved. Yeah. And so to me, that is such a middle finger to these studios of saying, see, it's that easy, that A24, well, granted, A24 has been putting out some highly successful films in recent years, there's still an independent studio that, I mean, their movies don't make blockbuster levels of money. They, they make their money back and then enough to make the next movie. And so for a small, a small studio like a 24 to be like, yeah, we're, we got you. We got you. We're good. Yeah. To me, it makes me look at the big studios and go, see, it's not that hard. It's not that hard guys. It's really not that hard. And the AI thing is, is, is absolutely insane to me uh well, i won't go into all the details of the ai thing but basically they the, stu the studios because this is what led to the writer strike as well is the studios are getting a little too into ai and it's putting people's jobs at stake and and that's not okay um let's not do that please and thank you i uh, would greatly appreciate <laughs> it if we didn't do that ai is terrifying and uh, you know it's it's one thing to use it to to help you you know work on a research paper but it's another thing to use it to write a script or in the case of sag after scan actors likenesses uh so you don't need them to be able to use them in perpetuity well because that that whole okay so the ai thing is basically what they were saying is the extras could come on get paid for a single day's work get their bodies and likenesses digitally mm -hmm. scanned and then the studio would then own their likeness so that they could use their their digital likeness in any movie they wanted in perpetuity ever again and they wouldn't have to pay these actors but furthermore what which is bad enough on its own but what people aren't taking into consideration is that means that then that actor can never go work for another studio because like let's say they go hypothetically they go for an extra job at a movie by universal pictures well now universal pictures owns their likeness so they cannot now then go make a movie for paramount because Universal owns their likeness. They can only appear in Universal movies and since Universal has their digital stuff scanned, they never need to pay to use the actor. 
Yeah. It's it's which is which is fucked up on so <laughs> many levels. It's so wrong. Like that is that's one of those when I heard that I was like, there's no way that's real. And then you read the 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 documents that came out from the strike and you're like oh no they weren't kidding that was what they wanted to do it's it's sneaky ways they're trying to find ways around writing uh, paying people like in the case of paramount plus um they recently canceled star trek prodigy which was this animated star trek children's show it was pretty good actually they canceled it and then pulled it from the app altogether so yeah. now you you can't even go back and rewatch it, which means now the writers of that show aren't going to get paid anymore because it's no longer going to be able to be streamed again. Yeah. So the residuals are going to dry up in months. And it's you know, just, hard media is dead. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's there's some real serious negotiating. There's a real serious. We need to address these issues. How this has not been addressed, like this, all this is. I hate to be re- rewind too far back, but I'm like, how much did Disney give Scarlett Johansson to just finally shut up after the Black Widow f- fiasco? Oh, that was that, and that was all. And I think, I think that came up at least once or twice in conversations people have been having about this actor strike of like that shit right there should have never happened. Yeah, and and that. That came close to being like uh, that came close, close to people I think realize to being a catalyst for a, for an actor strike because it's like no 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 this this you're not about you can't you can't you have yeah. to pay what you you know you signed a contract and and the optics of that and this is where I get into that like the weird optics of that is you didn't do that to Chris Evans Robert Downey Jr. any of those other dudes I wanna I wanna think it's happenstance that it just happened to be the Black Widow movie. But um, yeah. <laughs> you, you want you like you you hope to think that because you don't want it to be the other reason that yeah. we're all thinking about. But the more you look into it, the more you're like, ah, oh, man, I was really hoping it was just a coincidence, but it kind of looks like you were full of shit. Yeah. So um, yeah, because everything surrounding the Black Widow movie was a was was a mess. So I mean, we should have come out five years sooner. Anyway, um. And- wasn't good but it (laughs) was fine it wasn't awful it just was it was fine um as far as how all of this is going to affect us so the the sag has made it abundantly clear critics are not on strike actors are on strike we're we're critics we're we're pundits we're guys who have opinions about things and want the entire world to hear our opinions because we think they matter um then they do we're not we're not members of sag we're not actors so we we are going to do our best to make sure everything that we do on this show um, is 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 in is in supportive spirit with the SAG strike, and and the Writers Guild strike as well, um, we are doing our best. But we are uneducated potatoes. So if we do anything in any way, shape, or form that violates the spirit of the strike, we apologize. You know, we feel free to correct us politely. Uh, but you know, we're doing our best. But as far as we can tell, everything we do is pretty much fine anyway. Yeah. Um, we're not we're not promoting i mean god we spend more time going back and looking at old stuff than we do talking about new stuff so yeah, um, yeah and the other the other thing i would add is i am not a sag member or a writers guild member and if i ever discuss writing projects they're comic books so don't yeah. come at me thinking that i'm making movies 
any any <laughs> projects he matthew or i have worked on we've worked on a bunch but they've all been independent nothing has been studio every film i've worked on has been independent usually produced by me um yeah. any writing i've done has been on personal projects or independent projects never for anything studio related um we we're, we're we're just we're just we just love batman guys this is all yeah. we're here to do we just really like batman so yeah um i think i think that's the important stuff as far as the sag strike goes that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> oh, I, that's all i've got on it so that's the whole thing um, well but you guys well, speaking of sag and things sag, that, got the, that got nailed and have not been they've been told they have to stop filming yeah. But right before, like two days before they had to stop, Deadpool 3, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman released a picture that broke the internet. Ooh, yeah, it did. It broke my brain. Oh. And, yeah, and it is Hugh Jackman finally wearing, after 20 years plus and 15-ish movies, or how many movies he's done as Wolverine, finally is wearing a Wolverine costume. Yeah, it's... um. I was I was curious to see if they were going to try to cuz we get a little tiny glimpse of a yellow suit at the end of The Wolverine. Um I was curious how much of that this was going to be or if it was just going to be it's a, then they're going full 90s. I mean, it's not even it's not even a contest. I mean, it's the 90s cartoon animated uh it's, suit. It's it's based off the yellow and blue his original suit and the suit that he kind of has drifted in and out of. And then, of course, it's the MCU, so it's all the MCU tropes of their costumes. It looks fantastic. It's Hugh Jackman. It's it's just one of those times of like, finally, yeah, finally, it's about time. And because that was the biggest, like, dude, I get it. The first like two or three X Men movies, but there got to a yeah. point where I was like, we're here now, guys. Like the fact that he was not wearing a suit like this in um days of future past yeah like it was already the mcu is in full swing everything else is in full swing they should have been wearing the colorful costumes and i, I understand you know especially the way fox was the idea of like having that degree of separation and being worried about looking too cartoony that kind of thing because because yeah there are some superhero costumes that look great in an animated show but you try to do them live action and absolutely freaking not 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 a chance in hell um, I know, I know. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen thought that her Scarlet Witch costume was really uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, but imagine if they went with a comic accurate one; you'd feel a lot weirder. Um, which is why they use it as a Halloween costume in WandaVision. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the the suit looks super good. What was what was great to me was this was coming out because at the time there was a lot of objectively good Photoshop circulating the internet of of fake set photos of what people thought like our artist interpretations of what the the yellow suit would look like in a live action movie and, and and a lot of these photoshops were very good and people were starting to question whether or not they were real so uh so an image from the actual set got quote unquote leaked um yeah. look, when it comes to a deadpool movie and someone says oh this got leaked bullshit ryan reynolds posted it somewhere yeah. um there's no way that leak was on accident um, because then within hours of that happening, he posted like an HD version of, of that exact yeah. photo and, uh, some more set photos will come out. The suit looks great. The suit looks incredible. 
Yeah. I even like Deadpool's new suit. Like it's well, not even that different, but different enough for like, yeah, that's an MCU version of Deadpool suit. It's the color scheme. They they just, the colors are brighter and bolder and they they pop a lot more. That's that's how MCU Marvel does everything is bright and colorful. Um to varying degrees of success. And uh <laughs> but but I think it looks great and it's it's again, it's it's awesome that this movie's getting made or at least was until about a week ago. Uh now that the strike's going on, everything is everything is screeched to a halt. Almost everything. So, yeah. but the suit looks awesome. And yeah, the, you talk about breaking the internet. Eat your heart out, Kim Kardashian. That's how you break the internet. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Speaking of uh, <clears throat> movies going forward, movies that are going to come out because they've been done for a while, uh, we got a second trailer for Blue Beetle. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, wow. we did. Wow. Oh, this movie looks so good. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be really good. I'm really crossing my fingers. It's going to be good. Um, DC, we need like four wins for oh, everybody to be happy win. about DC again. We need a big win because I mean, I again, I know, I know the flash has a big old asterisk next to it. Like that. Everything about the flash is a big old asterisk next to it. But, <laughs> but when you look at Shazam, Fury of the gods, black Adam, I mean, the, I mean, yeah, they need they need a home run. This they don't even need a win. They need a home run. Yeah, they do. Now, Blue Beetle, James Gunn has said that Blue Beetle is part of his DCU, um, which gives me faith. Um, I, this trailer rules. I don't know which trailer I like better. This one or the first one. They're both excellent trailers. Blue Beetle looks like a blast. I hope it's a huge hit. I really want this to be a huge hit. I I, I just want it to be a win. Um, yeah. You know, I I think I think you've got the advantage of nothing about this film has anything to do with Snyder or any of the previous DC things. Yeah, it's it's it is it's it is this the like like even Flash was like as we said Flash was hard stop. Yeah. Everything before this forget it just we're moving on um there's there's some freedom there and I, I i like that there's there's a weight off the shoulders almost of like i don't need to try and figure out how this fits in with with the snyderverse anymore i can just take and absorb this as a new thing yeah plus with a character like blue beetle that most people have no concept of who he is or what he is you kind of have the gardens of the galaxy thing where it's like we don't know what this is we don't know what this is going to be about we don't know how this is going to work but Let's let's go, and I think uh, I think this is hopefully steering back in the right direction. Um, and I'm I'm I, like this is where I get into that weird, you know, how long has James Gunn really been working on stuff? Working on stuff. So question. I'm I'm wondering how much he had to do with this because with Blue Beetle with Blue Beetle. Because look, I always say. He, I think he's his this whole plan, everything he's been doing. I think he got outed that it was happening, and that's why he got ahead of the curve because he's very, very good about that. Uh -huh. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, how long has he really been behind the scenes helping DC? I mean, because you got to think about like he's two, three years in to working with DC between the Suicide Squad and um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker, yeah, it's true. So. 
I'm I'm really wondering if that's why this one's being a little more embraced by him is he had something to do with it. But that's just me being the cynical theorist conspiracy guy that I've been this whole time. <laughs> it, it is interesting because that is one thing that even in that Michael Rosenbaum interview, he didn't really give any inclination to the timeline as how long he's been working on stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I would be willing to safely place the bet that if his, so we got his, you know, whatever day it was confirmed that he was taking over DC. I, I would say, let's say three months before that conservatively is probably when he started actually like when they were told, Hey, you're going to be doing this, start putting together start doing your homework for that thing. Yes. But I think he's yeah. been there that whole time. Like I 100% believe black Adam sucked. Bring out James Gunn. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is like, I'm thinking like pretty much once like, like once, once black Adam nose dived is where they were like okay all right i i almost wonder if they had told james gunn to have two plans it's possible like, I think that's you're, like strong here, here's the plan here's the plan for black adam is a huge hit here's the plan for if it swan yeah. dives and we just got to start over i mean i i i want to believe that but i don't know if dc has ever had any kind of foresight of anything so we'll see but all that to say this looks fantastic blue beetle looks great i'm i'm excited about it so good like like just just i can't get over how good that suit looks yeah. you know we were talking we were talking about comic and, and animation accurate suits with with wolverine blue beetle's suit is one that can go so wrong so fast i cannot believe how good that suit looks in these trailers and the transformation process looks looks painful but like not not gruesome um yeah. I this movie looks like the look of this movie is stellar. I'm so I I never thought I would see the day where I was excited, not just looking forward to excited for a Blue Beetle movie. All right, so what's next on the list, Matt? This thing that caught both of us off guard that we're gonna say because it's not Batman. We had no idea this was coming. Not a clue. Not not a clue. And this 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 was not a this was not a blip on my radar. Nope. The stealthy show that is amazing that is Ooh. called My Adventures with Superman. This show has no business being this good. This this like 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 how dare you? How dare you show? How dare you be this good and entertaining? How dare how dare you find a fresh interpretation of Superman? Yeah, what a different take that I never saw coming that I am enjoying every second of. It was one of those like I saw a gif and I was like, "That's interesting. What's that from?" Mm -hmm. I didn't know. And then someone on Twitter, I think, said something like, "This show is great," and I'm like, "What show?" So then I went to HBO Max, and it's like on the the first page, "My Adventures of Superman," and I'm like, "Kids, come on." Let's check yep. this out. And I think I told you, like, text you, like, dude, where did this come from? I'm about to check it out. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And like, I think I, I think we, I think we're, I was two minutes in, and I'm like, I'm already here. Oh, it takes no time. The show takes no time to win me over. And and I am on the record as not the biggest Superman fan. Yep. The show rules. <laughs> It's like, this is where, what this kind of reminds me of, and not that it's the same thing, but it's the, did you ever watch Ultimate Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. 
the whole like let's take this thing and just kind of slant it a little for modern yeah but give you everything that is great about the character oh yeah well so and I, we're, we are taking our time with superman's origin in this one like he is becoming it's kind of doing what smallville did where it's like he is learning about his powers on the fly yeah. and and there is something interesting about that to where because a lot of times you get these superman things and it's like here's a little bit of him in smallville and and in the end in the next shot it's five years later and he's superman yeah. like no nah, give me give me the journey miss i rewatched batman begins the other day because we had been talking about it and i was like i haven't watched that in forever and i was like man this movie still slaps but you know what yes. slaps about it is because he's not batman to the last 30 minutes yeah the he's rest of the movie is he's figuring out how to be batman and and it's also what I liked about Man of Steel was like the whole movie was like he's not Superman till like the end of super till the end of the movie. Prior to that, it's him figuring out his powers and who the hell he is. Like that's the stuff I like. <laughs> and not listening to his horrible advice from his human dad. His human dad. Oh man, <laughs> I, I love that movie, but oof. Uh, should I let them die? Maybe. I'm sorry. What? Uh, but my my adventures with Superman it's is fantastic. And I am not an anime fan like by any stretch of the imagination um and this is this is definitely an anime style show i mean everything about it is like your classic 90s anime even the end credits um and the animation style especially and the fact they give him a a sailor moon transformation in the first episode and it's the best thing ever oh it's so good it was the second it was the second second episode in the first one give him a superman transformation or a a sailor moon transformation i'm like you know what hell yeah i'm into it i I don't care if it's dumb i'm so into it It's, well, and I think this is where, like, some, like, I think we talked about it in one of the episodes. Did our Teen Titans episode already come out? Uh, I have, I have pushed that back for the time oh, okay. being. It was supposed to come out this week. Guys, we record episodes in advance and we know we're going to be busy. So we have a Teen Titans episode coming up in a little bit. Yeah. But it, I think too often these shows take themselves too seriously. Yeah. And I think this show is perfect it's got enough heart that i'm like almost crying a couple times it's got enough action that you're excited the the pacing is there the acting is there um making them interns and lois lane is an intern ahead of them is perfect and makes all the sense yeah um you know that's very good uh, and they also like i'll get into this because i'm the guy like look I'm not always the biggest fan of inserting other lifestyles, but I think they do a good job of like, look, it's obvious. Jimmy Olsen mm-hmm. is that at least by <laughs> let's say that. Oh, oh, is, is yeah. He is. He is not a straight man, but it's not like Netflix. He had already been making out with somebody or, well- talking it's, about another dude or so like and i think like this is perfect this is what i do the whole like i like when you give a child that's watching this awareness of what the world is without like shoving it down their throat well what what it what it what it comes down to with that kind of thing when when you're dealing with like like sexuality and 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 gender identity and all that in these programs is a lot of shows make that that particular character trait a character's entire personality Yes. Where it's like if this if, if this character is gay or bisexual or trans or or whatever they are, anything that's not a straight guy, 
they don't know how to write it so they make that their entire personality yeah like it's like what is this guy's favorite food whatever gay people whatever the stereotype is for gay people what is the, what is this person's favorite music whatever the stereotype is for gay people like there's nothing about them other than just the fact that they're gay so the fact that they so whenever a show or a movie takes the time to write a good character that also just happens to be because people who are gay or bi or trans or or any of that they're they're whole people there's more to them than just than than exactly. just their sexuality and and their romantic life they they have whole characters they have whole every, in real life people are people and so it kind of goes to the George R. R. Martin thing when people asked him about how he does such a good job of writing women in his books. He's like, I write women like they're people. They're just people. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, having, I mean, this is the first time in a long time Jimmy Olsen in any medium has had a personality because usually Correct. he's just either Superman's buddy or whatever the hell they were doing with him in the Supergirl TV show um, where they were just trying to make him a hero. Some, a hero the, the the hero they should have been they should have done with uh the dude from arrow uh but they never had the balls to do it uh so this is the first time in a long time i've been like wow i give a shit about jimmy olsen haven't said that in 20 years yeah uh and also this is the one of the few times i genuinely believe his and lois's uh budding romance because usually yeah. it's just he shows up at the paper she's a bitch to him and he's in love with her for some reason. And, and I can't figure out why. Like even rewatching the Chris Reeves movie, I'm like, I have no idea why he's into her. She is so mean and dismissive of him all the time. Why is he so into her? In this one, in this show, you get it. They butt yeah. heads, but they spend enough time together vulnerable with each other as people that you get why there would be a it, it feel it feels earned. It, it feels earned. The, the chemistry is there. like, I, I'm, I just, yeah. The fact that in two episodes of a cartoon, they've done more to develop the character of Superman than any of the DCFU films ever yeah. did is insane. As much as, a, as much of a fan of the Snyderverse, I am even I'll admit like Superman, like, like man of steel was a good start, but then it was a lot of setup for, for character development that never, that we never really got with Superman. And, and so this, this exploration of his origin is, it, it, but again, it's also, it's a fresh take on yes. his origin. Like this is a fresh take on a lot of characters where they have thrown out the book. Oh, the by book. the way, in that first up in that second episode, yeah. it's death, it's Deathstroke. Yeah, it's death, 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 death. I picked that up. And I also love okay. that that's, I love that's Chris Parnell as the voice of Deathstroke. What a weird choice, but I'm also kind of into it because again, it's a fresh take on Deathstroke. It's a fresh take on every character. Yeah, I and thought it was Sportsmaster, and I was like, "This is really it, weird. Why is was, he here?" It was, it was something about the <laughs> the color palette on his suit that I was like, "Oh, that's oh, that's Slade. Oh, gotcha. Okay." But it's yeah. it's it's fresh takes on Inner Gang and Livewire and Silver Banshee. It's a fresh take on a lot of characters, and and it's it's refreshing. I haven't been able to say that about a Superman property in a long time. Yeah, and also Jack Quaid crushing it as young Superman. I love Jack Quaid on on the boys. I love Jack Quaid in uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Voice acting as Superman, I'll, I, I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. 
and would have never been on my radar. Not even, not even a little bit. Not, not even, not even close. N- if someone said pick a voice actor for Superman, I never would have said Jack Wade. Yeah, that's a bummer because I love Jack Wade. But yeah. given what they're going for with this interpretation, Jack Wade makes a ton of sense, and it's it's it, there's nothing. I'm not mad at it, <laughs> not a little bit. So when the season's over, which we don't even know how many episodes are in the season, we will do a season review. Yeah, we will get even more deep into this. But we just wanted to say this show is awesome. Show rules. Go watch it. It is. Yeah, it's such a cool thing. Like Moon Girl last year caught me off guard. Yeah, from Disney Plus. Like I was like, I saw I saw the watch that. I remember you saying you really liked it. It's just it's just a cool cartoon that just is fun and having a good time and this is doing the same especially like moon girls a little had so much leeway because nobody had any idea who she is well it was more of a a kid show too wasn't it it's it's a little more like my adventures is aimed at teen but can be anything moon girls more friendly yeah it's it's family friendly moon girls a kid show mix yes but 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 mainly because of the character like she is a little girl yeah. So on the surface, you're like, oh, a kid show. Um, yeah. She's there to she's there to be a, to be a vessel for the kids that are watching it. Yeah, but, but no, yeah, my, yeah. It, it, I, yeah, this is a show I, we had no idea was coming, and it, it 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 rules. This show is so good. Again, like it's almost it's almost offensive how good this show is. It it really is kind of like I, I I watch a lot of reaction content on YouTube when I'm bored to have something on in the background at the office. It's it's just it's just something that's there to have on for background noise and i cannot tell you how many of the channels i watch that their fan bases are blowing up their their comments like you guys need to do reactions to my adventure superman this show rules yeah um, oh, yeah, definitely it's it's so good all right speaking of superman there we go speaking of superman uh, and new takes on superman and speaking of james gunn everything's funneling into this last big bit this is a big bit of news this mm-hmm. dropped in the middle of my work trip in Atlanta, and I, we wanted so bad to talk about it last week, but there was no way I could make it happen. Um, so we're a little late to this, but that being said, we've had a week to sit on it and digest and think about it, and I love yeah. everything about this. Matt, what's the big news? So there has been some additional DC casting news on Superman Legacy. Yeah. Uh, they they announced three, and then I think within an hour or the following day, they announced a fourth. Yeah. They so did. you have... Edie Kathigi, I guess is how you say his last name, as I'm Mr. Sure. Terrific. He yeah. was a character in X-Men First Class. He he's was, been in a couple of one who, is he the guy who played um um Mike Prowler's dad? Oh, he played Azazel? I believe oh. no, no, not Azazel. He played the, the like the non I don't know, the guy who got killed instantaneously. The adaptive guy. Um um, yes. um why am I blanking on his name? Damn it. Uh Son of a bitch. This is going to drive me nuts. I got to look it up. <laughs> yeah, he's a Kenyan Kenyan American actor. He was in um I'm trying to th- I'm looking up to see what was the, what was his name in that movie? This is making me so mad. Why can I not remember what his name was? I'm Darwin. Watching. Oh my god. There okay. it is. Got it. Yeah. Oh, so- that took me a lot longer than it should have. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I, like, I couldn't remember. I was like, I was like it's, a, it's a scientific term. Oh my God, what is it? <laughs> yeah. So he's been 
I mean, dude, the guy's been actively working for a long time. Yeah, he's he is. This is not a nobody. Yeah, I mean, he, he was also in the Twilight. He was one of the. He was Laurent, one of the bad guys or something. Those, everybody was in those movies. Yeah. Um. Our our current Batman was in those movies. So very true. Um. He's been on the blacklist. Uh. For a while, which I I still need to watch. I've heard the blacklist is pretty awesome. But, uh, I'm not sure which one that is. The blacklist. It's a. It's a. Uh, um. It's an NBC show. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he's he's been cast as Mr. Terrific. Yep. Um, yeah, odd choice of character, not actor, character. Yes. Yeah, we'll get there here in a second. Isabella yeah. Merced has Merced. been cast as Hot Girl. I like she, her a lot. She I was like in the second Sicario movie. Yeah. She was Dora and Dora the Explorer. Which I will say, having finally seen that, Dora movie, um, what it's trying to be, not bad. <laughs> I have a huge issue with something to do that we won't talk about right we now. I'll talk, talk about, about it later. But yeah. the movie itself is very, very good. It's it's fine. Yeah, for 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 a for what cheeky, it is for a cheeky take on Dora the Explorer, it's fine. It was a great movie to watch with the kids. Yeah, and then the big one that I was excited about. Woo! Was that Nathan Fillion got cast as Green Lantern? Yeah, and for an did. hour, we were excited. <laughs> he was excited. Hal Jordan. It's it's finally doing and it. We and went then back I and reread it. <laughs> like, wait a minute, no, he's Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. And the okay, what was what was my comment to you? Do you remember? Well, I guess he's going to go full Captain Hammer. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Here's Thanks. here's here's the one through my head as soon as we said that. Take. Take Captain Hammer and Mal from from Firefly. That's Guy Gardner right there. Oh yeah, that that's Guy Gardner. There's there is no doubt in my mind that Nathan Fillion can be a good Guy Gardner. Oh yeah, like like it's it actually kind of makes more sense than Hal Jordan when you think about it. Depending on the way he does it, yeah. And then the final one is a guy named Anthony Kerrigan, and he's I got excited about this one. Metamorpho. He's yeah, Anthony Kerrigan. So he's one of those guys who, like, he's very good, even if what he's in is not very good. Because, like, he was Zaz on Gotham, and the less said about that, the better. Uh, but he's also been on Barry, which is the show that um, Bill Hader has been doing for HBO, and and that show is amazing, and 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 Kerrigan is very good in it. I like him a lot. And we all know my feelings about Metamorpho because I love yes. the outsiders. And, yeah. and that's why my first comment when I saw this and he, James Gunn has yet to respond to my tweet, but was how many times in the movie is Metamorpho going to die? Are we going to try to break the record? <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. especially, especially if Grant Morrison's involved in this writer's room. It's like, cool. How many times are we going to see him die? I want to see him die a lot because <laughs> that's what Metamorpho exists to do is to die and come back. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, um, but no, I I I'm excited. Yeah, in a way, like Nathan Fillion, I'm always excited to see him show up. Yeah, um, Isabella Merced, like she's been good in everything I've seen her in. She's very good. Yeah, she's a very she's a very good young actress. Um, the ED guy is Mister Terrific. I sure, like I I don't know him well enough. Yeah, and I don't I, have a strong. Mr. Terrific, like fixation that I'm going to go. Oh man, yeah. Mr. Terrific's not a character that I'm necessarily dialed in for because the last time we had him was on, it was in the Arrowverse, and I, I was not happy with how they did Mr. Terrific. No, that was dumb. It was not good. Um, it wasn't the actor's fault. It was just the it was the way it was written was 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 not, yeah. not bueno. Um, 
I, I haven't seen enough of his stuff, uh, and the stuff I have seen is like Twilight and, you know, Atlas, uh, not Atlas Shrugged, but X-Men First Class. Um, so I'm, I'm going to need to go back. Kind of like the same thing with our Superman actor is like, ah, oh, man, I got stuff to watch because yeah. I can't say a whole lot here. Yeah. Um, and then Anthony Kerrigan is metamorpho. Like, I've never seen a casting where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he looks just like. Yeah, that, that tracks. If you're going to do metamorpho, if it's, it's him or David Desmalchin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i like david as and and you know i mean he dies in the suicide squad but he you talk about a guy who's been in and around in and around dc a lot is david as but yeah. but uh anthony kerrigan as metamorpho is if you're gonna do metamorpho yeah 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 let me let me ask you this or you can tell me to go first with this one okay obviously nothing wrong excited about all this casting great casting what do you think this means for the movie? I have no idea. I have no idea. Cause to me, this says a lot about here's, here's what I'll say. I think we're going to be going into James Gunn's DCU in a, in a, in a universe where a lot of these characters, we're just going to have to accept the fact they already exist. Correct. I don't think, I, I don't think this is going to be an MCU situation where we're getting a billion origin stories. I think we're going to be going into a DC cinematic universe where a lot of these characters have just existed for a while. Get over it. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, we know the Batman movie, Batman Brew and the Bold is going to be Batman with Damian Wayne. And that, so obviously he's been around a bit. We know that Superman's already Superman and Superman legacy. So we're just, this is not going to be, a bunch of origin stories this is going to be a lot of world building i think we're going to see a ton of world building but i don't think it's going to be like we're not going to see the beginnings of these characters like we're going to see guy gardner show up and he's going to have been a green lantern for a bit yeah my my thing is this this is you know where i'll, I'll kind of go on this like because i've seen a couple of other people go like oh it's too many characters why are they there blah 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 i have two thoughts on that number one the big thing that I think James gonna that I like that James gonna announce back when he did his slate in end of January is like whoever is already yeah. it's like whoever we cast as these characters play these characters across all media. Mm-hmm. So that TV, means film, cartoons, video games, animation, TVs, video all. games, the whole nine. So to me, even if they're, I bet you they're not gonna be as big a part of this movie as as we think they are. But these characters are somewhere else. There's there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. Nathan Fillion doesn't show up in, in the in in the Lanterns show. Because we know that's coming. We know a John Stewart, Hal Jordan Lantern show is coming to Max. The true detective space cop show is coming. There's no way in hell Nathan Fillion doesn't make an appearance in that show. Well, see, I'm even thinking like this is the thing, like number one, when I look at these characters that I'm aware of none of these characters have ever been on a team together. No, no. They've been on the same team name, but never as a group like this. Yeah. Number two is, again, across all anime, all media, film, TV, uh, videos, and cartoons. Mm -hmm. We 100% know Creature Commandos is in the middle of recording right now. Oh yeah, that's been confirmed. So I'm leaning into the fact they're in it. Uh could be. Well, also, you know, it was it was confirmed last month that 
um, they're anticipating introduction of characters from the authority because it's the next movie slated after Superman. Yep. And we know that James Gunn is all in on the authority. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that. Plus also you got to remember having these characters in doesn't mean they have a big part in the movie. They can have, one, they can have one scene. I mean, well, and again, yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, he's casting these people because there's other things going on that they're going to show up in, you know, who says Mr. Terrific doesn't show up in the Waller show. Yeah. That all these people aren't in creature commandos or, or whatever. I can, I can a thousand percent see uh, Mr. Terrific being a, uh, um, what's, what's Waller's organization's uh, name. Um, I, don't, the, I don't know if it has an organization. I think I give it a name yet. Okay. Well, let's call it task force X. I could, I could thousand percent see him being like one of her, one of her guys or something i mean there's 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 a lot you can do with mr terrific um i would have thought they would have gone martian manhunter personally but i don't know what the plan is yeah well and this is you know i could could totally see Edie kathiri playing playing martian manhunter yeah Uh, well i think yeah there's no telling it depends on what they're doing and i think it'll be interesting to see but uh i think that i think that's what i keep leaning towards is even if this is a superman origin it's not a DC universe origin. It's obvious if these are the characters that are going to be in the movie, that there have been superheroes a while in this world. Yeah. If we have a guy Gardner Green Lantern. Yeah. We're which honestly, you just if you're trying to set yourself apart from the MCU, which which MCU has done been doing origin stories left and right. I mean, Shang-Chi, Iron Man, Thor, and they're all great, you know, Black Panther, and they're all great. Um one way to set yourself apart is to say, screw the origin stories. Just, yeah. This is the world we live in. These heroes exist. Um, more of them are coming. But the good, well, I mean, we've, we've already seen that in the Blue Beetle trailer. He, he makes the comment about Batman. Batman exists. So it's just, it's an interesting way of just, it's, it's a way to world build and save yourself some time. And, you know, we don't need, a superman origin story we we've we've had it a lot we have it right now with my adventures with superman we had it with man of steel people know superman's origin so there's no need to make another origin movie so you can have superman take place at a point in time where yeah other heroes exist because he's been around for a minute or I, i like that idea you you can tell me the first adventures of superman without starting with smallville yeah, because you can because you can go back to that anytime you want. You can re. I'll I'll give you an example, and I know I know people make things about the movie, but the Flash. We never had the Flash's origin in in the old guard of the DC DCEU. With the movie, because Barry time travels back to the day that he got his powers, we kind of got to see his origin because the younger version of Barry went through all the same shit the older version did. And was all like, oh, man, I did this and did that. And old Barry is like, yeah, I know I did that all the same day. I got my powers, too. So it was like getting to see his in, getting to see his origin from an outside perspective. So sure. there's 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 other creative ways you can give a character's origin without having to dedicate an entire movie to their origin story. <laughs> and I think we've had that with Man of Steel. We had that yeah. with the original Dick Donner. Uh, we had that with 10 seasons of Smallville. 
Like yeah. we let's let's not do that again. We're, we're we we don't need the pearls. We don't need the the fortress of solitude. We don't need yeah. Krypton exploding. Let's Same just Batman. Get there. We, Batman. We know. Well, yeah. it, it, they learned a lesson with, with Spider Man too. We didn't yeah. get an Uncle Ben sequence with with Tom Holland. Um, and e even with even with Matt Reeves, the Batman. Like, yeah, his parents' death is a part of it, but we're not we're not living in the popcorn and pearls scene. Yeah. Um. So we we all know it so if it's a character that nobody knows like blue beetle give me the origin give, give me the origin on blue beetle batman superman green lantern don't need it i'm good yeah. i'm good or a montage at the beginning and then we can move forward like yeah. <laughs> you know actually here's what i will say so the the incredible hulk with it with with edward norton people have wondered if it's a sequel to the 2003 hulk or or, or a reboot technically it's a reboot it's technically not a sequel to 2003's hulk they give you so much backstory in the op during the opening credits of the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. Yeah, because you get all the all the all the um like file footage of the security cameras and all that of the accident happening during the credits of of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So there are ways to do origins without having to dedicate like movie time to it. Oh, but there's a movie, this is a bit of a tangent, but there's a movie called The Perfect Weapon, one of my favorite martial arts movies when I was a kid and still kind of today. And they do this great job of telling his origin in 10 minutes. And it's very organic because he like doesn't live in the same city. Something happens. He has to go back home. Mm -hmm. And as he's driving home, he starts seeing things that cause flashbacks and you get his origin in this 10 minute thing of like, how did he get into martial arts? How did he get this? Why did he get in trouble? What happened? Where did he go? And it's like that, like when we talk about like Nightwing, I'm like, that's perfect. You have Nightwing yeah. driving into Gotham, seeing buildings. Oh, that's when Two-Face and I had the fight or seeing the school or seeing it. And you got, within 10 minutes you have everything you need to know this is where we're going you yeah. can do that easily with superman it, it i mean i mean to, to throw it back to the incredible hulk again even without the stuff in the credits when uh when ross is telling blonsky about the super soldier project and he's like he's like well, how did the, he's like how did banner become this well there's a super soldier project in the in the in the 40s we tried to recreate it banner was part of the team he did thing with, with radiation turned him into that boom got in a yeah. sentence good yeah. so and that's that's kind of the beauty of of dc is because of, of the way everything is laid out you can there's a lot of there's a lot of wiggle room you yeah. can you can you can you can set something up to pay off later but it gives a lot of like like black panther we never got like a black panther origin story he gets introduced in Civil War. There's a couple scenes with him and his dad that set up, okay, who they are and where they're coming from and what the lineage is. And then he's there. It's not yeah. hard. It's not hard to 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 fill in the blanks from there. And when we get to his movie, there's some behind there's some there's some like flashbacks to him as a kid and all that. But for the most part, it's like, no, here's this character. We'll we'll tell you what you need to know. And so I, when we when we when we uh what was it when we pitched our our DC Phase Ones? I was like, dude, second movie, Justice League. <laughs> I mean, you're you're still wrong, but but I still remember like 
I still have nightmares about that when you pitch that. I'm like, I, <laughs> like I wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. I'm like, I can't believe that son of a bitch wanted to do movie two Justice League. Um, but I mean, all all things aside, I mean, movie three for this is going to be the Authority. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, this casting is all all good stuff. And yeah, it does raise a question of are we getting too many characters? But again, it, there's no telling how what what size of a part they're going to have. And the, I mean, they announced the casting of the justice league before BVS and everyone thought they were all going to be in BVS and they all had in yes. flash cyborg and Aquaman all had like five seconds of, of B roll screen time. So yeah. the flash <laughs> had two lines. <laughs> he didn't even have a line in, uh, in justice league. He was just, he still had his long ponytail hair and flash took a guy out and that was it. And he had, then yeah, he had two lines in Suicide Squad, and, no, and no, he, had, he was in BVS. He he, when Ezra Miller Bruce Wayne falls asleep, he comes to the machine. Oh, that's right. I, you I, are right about I him. Hate I hate that. This moment. makes no sense. I Nothing like makes sense. I like that movie. That scene is stupid. Um. So, but anyway, so yeah, so these could be small parts, a post-credit scene. I yeah. mean, it's especially like. Mr. Terrific, you know, there's a lot you can do with that. Metamorpho, there's a lot you can do with that. And I, I still can't believe we're getting Metamorpho. I, I guess, because on the plane to Atlanta, I listened back to our episode about uh, teams we want to see, mm-hmm. James Gunn. And I remember just listening to us talk about the outsiders. And I was like, yeah, what Metamorpho, man, come on. And we're getting it. And I'm so happy. <laughs> Look, the thing of it is, is with every, comic book film he's done james gunn has some deep deep comic book knowledge yeah that is just now exploding now that he's heading up dc Uh, the other thing i wanted to cover was and i think you these tweets as well is i really like that i think it was james gunn or it was dc one of the two there start tweeting like oh you like that nathan villain is going to be guy gardner green lantern yeah read this link to all those books dc has dc has been all about hyping their comics back up since last year you know we we talked about it at the end of 22 2022 how um dc was really going hard with comics in 2023 they pitched all these new series they were going to start doing um when the batman came out they put out that box set of here's the three comic runs we use to inspire this movie and they did it for black adam and now they've been doing it at the end of all their trailers like oh you, yes. you want to watch black adam read these three books you want to watch blue beetle read these three books you want to watch you know the flash read these read, read these three books i love that i love that so goddamn much and yes. i wish marvel would do the same thing i wish marvel would get on that train because DC has realized with this year, comics are the reason we're here. And if we're going to be taking adaptations of our comics, we should encourage people to go read them and, and double dip a little bit. Because, yeah, you got to make that money. It's good money making. And as somebody who loves comics, it also just makes me happy because it's like, oh, cool. Now I know what I'm reading next. That being exactly. said, I still have not been able to get my hands on a single of those Blue Beetle comics because they are sold out everywhere. <laughs> Check eBay, brother. eBay is always I mean, the best place really to find them. I, I did. They are, people were selling for like 150 bucks. That was like, oh, eat geez. my whole ass. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I saw that. You sent me that on Twitter where it's like, yeah, they're saying, hey, you guys are excited about Guy Gardner because I'm sure a lot of people saw the headline 
Nathan Fillion playing Green Lantern. Oh, he's playing Hal Jordan. It wasn't until you read it, you were like, wait, wait, yeah. wait. Yeah, I, wait. I thought it was, I called my wife. I was like, guess what? And then like uh, a little while later, went like, wait a minute. It didn't say Hal Jordan. It just said he was Green Lantern. So then I went back and I I think I messaged you like, oh my gosh, he's going to be Guy Gardner. And I had just read it about it. Like right as you were messaging me that I had just noticed that. And I was like, wait a goddamn. But also <laughs> it's one of those things where the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, that tracks. That actually yeah. tracks. Because I just did a rewatch of Firefly and Serenity, and 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 Doctor Horrible sing along blog is a goddamn classic. Yes. Um. So if you look at Mal and Captain Hammer, that's Guy Gardner, oh, yeah. a, a thousand percent. Oh yeah. Have, have I sent? Have I not sent you that picture of Race and I dressed up as Doctor Horrible and Captain Hammer? No, but I was Captain Hammer for Halloween in college. Uh, shaved my beard and everything. Uh. Printed my own T-shirt. Went and found some like Darth Vader black gloves at like a Halloween store. Wore some cargo pants. Yeah, it was great. I'll find that picture and send it oh, to so you. So good. It's, it's hilarious. so good. All right, man. Well, that unless you got Ooh, something else, we that's all I got. That's all. a lot. We we talked about this for a while. It was a lot to get through. Oof. Yeah, we wanted to dedicate a whole week, to, a whole episode to this because it's a lot, and it's all. I mean, the SAG stuff sucks. Yes. Again, I mean that's really unfortunate that it's come to this, but when you look at what was on the negotiating table, I'm I'm so pro SAG and pro WGA on this. Like the stuff I read made me just upset. Um, My Adventures with Superman is an absolute dynamite show on Max. Please go watch it right now and watch it every week. It's it's week to week. The first three episodes are up already. It's week to week. I'm not sure how long it's going. I think maybe ten. Probably I have to look. Um, it's fantastic. The trailer for Blue Beetle, a movie I can't wait for that. And this casting news is so exciting. Um, the Wolverine suit looks cool. It it's it's it, again. It's just it feels like a good time to be a comic book fan. It feels Correct. like a really yes. good time to be a comic book fan. We can just all we can do is sit back and hope that these that these things that aren't out yet uh, are very good. And I'm um, I'm looking forward to to what's next. So. Woo, that's a lot of it. Uh, listen, guys, we'd love to know what you think about all of this stuff, so please feel free to reach out and let us know. You can find the show on Twitter at We Are the Batman. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. Find me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. Let us know what you think about all this. That is going to do it for this week's episode of We Are the Batman. We'll see you guys again here next time. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye-bye.